Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Let me give a big hand to Marty and Amy um, for sharing their beautiful stories and stories of hope and Brittany for leading us so well. This message that I'm going to bring is not going to be a long message, just a 10-minute short message. Actually, I grew up in India, growing up in churches, um, growing up in, in, in a church campus. We had serv- services that are three hours long and sermons that would have gone for an hour. So actually, before the sermon started, they would pray for 10 minutes. Uh, so I'm preaching about 10 minutes, so hopefully I'll fit everything that I can in these 10 minutes. But on the screen, we'll go straight dive into the Word. In Exodus chapter 17 and verses 18 and 9, we see the Malachites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. The place this this story happened, some of you might be familiar with this story, is um, where Moses the leader of the Israelites uh, uh, encourages Joshua to go into battle uh, with with the Amalekites. Rephidim is a place where it's like a lagoon, and when Israelites have been um, came out of Egypt and wandering through the desert, they went to this lagoon where they could feed their cattle, or um, and this is the common place where people would come to this lagoon feed the. Uh, cattle, give some water, and then on to the journey. And this was a perfect opportunity for a group of people uh, called Amalekites who would attack and rob people from what they had, and they would attack people in those areas. And so this is exactly what was happening in this story where uh, the Amalekites were attacking Israelites. And the word Amalek is in, in the, the, the numerical value of the word Amalek in Hebrew is 240. And the same numerical value for the word in Hebrew uh, is also for the word doubt. So what I wanted to share this morning is that Israelites weren't chased by a group of people. All through their time, they were having the same question, does God care for us? And we heard beautifully uh, from Marty and Amy, God do care for people in what and what he did. And, um, and so in this time, so they were having this doubt, would God re- really relieve us, rescue us from Egypt? And God sent Moses. Is Moses really the leader that God sent us? They're still having doubts. So in this whole process, they needed something that they can always look to. And God gives Moses something in the burning bush experience and we know that that's the um the one that uh, in the in the verse we see tomorrow i will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of god in my hand the staff of god that the staff that moses was holding was a sign of hope for them it was the hope that whenever they needed uh, uh the uh, a miracle to happen there was Moses standing with his staff and hitting the sea, and the, uh, the, and the Red Sea would part open. And then 
Moses goes and hits the rock just before this passage uh, and, and the water would come through. So God was you giving people of Israel the hope through this stuff. When we move to the next slide, we see the other scripture. So, jo- so Joshua fought the Amalekites as, jo- as Moses has ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. And, um, you know, this, uh, this reminds me of a story uh, of an experiment that has been done where there were two little um, aquariums filled with water. And in that, they, the scientists have dropped two little ma- uh, ma- mouses in, in, in there. So when, as soon as the mouse went into, at the same time, when they went into the water, they started paddling. After a few minutes, they stopped because they couldn't paddle anymore. But what they did is, the experiment is that on, on one, they let the other mouse stay in the water without paddling. But the other one, they went and gave a little hand to push it a little bit up. And as soon as you push that, hand up, straight away, this mouse that has been paddling at the same time and, and stopped would start paddling again. And they kept doing a couple of times, and every time they gave that little hand of hope, it started paddling again. And this is what exactly what Moses was doing. When he put his hand up, and when they could see the staff, it was the sign of hope for them. And they could see, and they could go back into the battle. They were winning the battle. And when Moses' hand grew tired, they took a stone and put under him. And he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hand up, one on one side and on one on the other, so that his hand remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. So there are three kind of people when we see in this picture. One were the people on ground battling. The two was Moses who was praying. And the other people were Aaron and who who were supporting. And oftentimes missions needs all these three elements to work. We need people like Marty and Amy, um, uh, our friends in Mexico, who who are there on ground battling in the ground. And we need people, church like us, uh, people all around the world, praying for those people. I know uh, recently Wanawatu had two uh, storms and an earthquake. And we haven't heard anything about it because our media has been quiet. Um, But we need, even though we can't be there, we can be praying for them. And God does send hope and help just as he sent those eight laptops from nowhere. Because he is the giver of hope. And there's another people like Aaron and Hur in this story. You know, can you imagine if for... Moses to be sitting on a stone, it's not a tiny rock that he was sitting. He was actually sitting, he has to be sitting in the same position where people could still see him. The stone had to be, it's not a small stone, it's a massive stone. And so it took some effort and, and energy and, and maybe of moving to make this happen. And when we have MUCO, uh, our giving happening, it's going to cost us. It's not going to be easy. You know what John said? You know, you, you cannot love without giving. You know, it, it, it requires that. So this, this morning I want to encourage you. You know, when, if God is speaking you to, to be one of these, you know, come and chat to us. You know, maybe at the end of this service we have a time to pray. And we would love to pray with you. But these are the 
these are the three elements of, uh, of that, that we see in this uh, passage. But last verse, I love it. it. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. The, words, the, the, the word for sword in the Bible represents the word, which is the living word, our Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate giver of hope. He brings hope. And I want to share a story. I can share my story, you know, as how Granary has impacted me or people from all over the world who, uh, became, who came as missionaries to India have impacted my life. But I want to share a story that I saw uh, happen in a friend of mine. That boy that you see on the, on, the, on the drums or in the microphone stand, his name is Rahman. Rahman came to uh, our church campus in India uh, to our children's home when he was three years old. Because his dad was uh, going for a walk. His dad used to run a, sh- uh, a business. And, uh, and he was going for a walk. A, a truck or a lorry uh, came and hit him and he, he died on the spot. So instantly, the income earner in the family has, gone, got, has passed away. And so someone heard, have heard about our children's home in, in, in our church campus. And so they brought Rahman to that. Rahman grew in our children's home. He studied. He went to the school that we, our church run. And he graduated from, uh, and he was involved with all the other things. He was terrible at drums, though. But um, he was good at many other things. But Rahman, after the school graduation in 2013, he didn't go, go out of uh, campus. He stayed on campus, and he helped at a uh, conference that we were doing called Symbols Conference. And uh, a group of people from our church here came to, uh, to help with that conference. And uh, before one, that group was going to India, one man from our church felt like this is the giving that God has asked me to give. Use it wherever it, it, is, requi- it is required. So the team took that money not knowing where to give. Throughout this con- con- conference, uh, Rahman was helping in, t- in the media team, and he had this uh, incline or, or, or excitement of learning how to take pictures, and he was taking pictures. At the end of the conference, the group that was there, we all got together and said, you know what, uh, we, after, the, after the conference, we went and bought a camera and uh, gave it to Rahman. And Rahman started taking pictures. He was so good at it that he was hired by a photographer uh, to work as an assistant. A couple of years down the line, he actually became the main photographer. He started his own business, running, uh, uh, taking big weddings. Uh, Indian weddings are big, but he's taking the big, big weddings, you know, big fat weddings. Uh, they've got a lot of money in it. So he, he became the photographer, and then he started a new business out of this. And he, st- he started uh, a, a place called Chai Dosti, and it went really well, which is a chai uh, tea shop. Uh, it, it went really well, and then three of the, he had to actually franchise. He got three other people to, to work uh, in different locations, and, and he became an entrepreneur. And in 2019, in the next picture, well, I had a catch-up with him, and um, we... We, 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 we bonded again and we, we heard stories. And then right now, um, actually, he went to b- a business school in Hyderabad in India and then moved to America. He's la- right now living in New York, uh, working in New York. And uh, he's actually thinking of even launching business in New York. 
uh, and he rings me on Friday and chats with me. And I said, I'm I'm going to India uh, next week for to to uh, run a youth youth camp. And he's been chatting. Oh, I'm really excited. I remember the camp that we did in 2014. That was life changing for me. Um, and we, we kept chatting. And he said at the end of the phone call, he says, Anna means means brother. Uh, Anna, I want to, uh, uh, for this youth camp that's happening in, two, in, in, in a week time, I actually want to sponsor for the youth camp. Hope gives hope. And what a powerful story for a three-year-old boy who came as an orphan to an orphanage home, who found the ultimate home, uh, ultimate hope that is Jesus. And now through him, with his partnership, he now becomes to give hope. And that's what we're meant to do. We are not just giving some money, some cash. We're actually giving hope. And our hope changes lives. The hope that Jesus gives is changes lives. Can I ask the worship team to come forward and, and the prayer team to come forward as well? And this, this morning, if any of the talks that, have spoken to you from Marty and Amy or this this message. I wanted to take this time to Marty and Amy, if you can come up as well, if you can pray, as people come forward to pray, if that's okay. And um, yeah, I want to encourage you guys to come forward and get some prayer. And uh, why our giving makes a difference for people in Africa. The babies being born right now in our maternity clinic. One day they will have stories that we may never got to hear, get to hear, but the stories are true because their life has been impacted. You know, can you imagine Amy driving <laughs> that lady trying to gather to give birth in a car, uh, not in a car, but these people in Muko in Uganda, they can come to a facility they know that there is hope in that place. And not because of the doctors, not because of the medical staff there, but because Jesus is there to give them hope. And Jesus is asking you, and, and, and as Marty encouraged us, we can do that right in our backyard. At Kotara, we can do it. We can do it in our own neighborhood. We can be the bringers of hope. So this morning, as the band leads and uh, as we have some time of prayer, can I encourage you, if God is speaking to you and you want to do something about it, come and chat to us and uh, get some prayer. Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week.